The government of Tonga says it's facing a long program of rebuilding and reconstruction just over a week after it was devastated by a volcanic eruption and a tsunami. Foreign aid is arriving into Tonga, but strict COVID rules are hampering humanitarian efforts as the local authorities try to keep the virus out of the country. Well, Tonga, which is made up of a group of islands in the South Pacific, entire villages were destroyed in the tsunami and some are still without basic necessities like clean water. Well, much of the relief effort for Tonga is being coordinated in neighbouring Fiji. Our correspondent Shaima Khalil is in the Fijian capital Suva with this update. Aid has arrived in Tonga and a lot of it is being coordinated from here in Fiji. Countries like Australia, New Zealand, Japan and Britain have sent everything from water supplies to shelter kits, generator, even sweeping uh, machines as well. The concern now is that this is going to be a slow process. Uh, getting aid and distributing it to people who need it the most is very, very tricky on any occasion. At the fear of a COVID-19 outbreak to that equation, and you see how complex this is. The Tongan government has insisted that the aid should be contactless. They just do not want a COVID-19 case in the country. They don't want to be dealing with a COVID-19 outbreak as they're dealing with the devastation, which means that supplies are there on the ground, but uh, aid workers are not. So essentially it's up to people in Tonga to distribute that aid, whether it be volunteers or other aid workers inside the country. The concern now is how fast uh, the aid is going to get to people and how far it can get, especially to far-flung uh, places. There are also, of course, health concerns, the quality of the air, the quality of the water. The, they have been compromised by the ash in the atmosphere, not just the thick ash that you see, the fine particles that could be inhaled and can cause respiratory uh, diseases. There are high levels of sulfur in the water, and these also can cause waterborne diseases. So apart from the aid distribution, the physical uh, destruction all around Tonga, there are also, also the health risks. A UN officials has said that the country, the Pacific nation, will rely on food aid for a long time to come because the crops have been destroyed, farmers have lost their livelihoods, they've lost their homes. And one of the Tongan officials have also said that the road to recovery for this Pacific nation is going to be long and hard. So in the days to come, as this destruction reveals itself, as the extent of it uh, becomes clearer, the challenges um, facing Tonga are also being revealed. Well, let's hear from John Tukuafu, who was caught up in the eruption, and his wife, Marianne. Marianne, she called me um, to come and pick her up. She just said that the, she, she's having uh, difficulties breathing. And then um, she said that the sea is a bit, it's, it's weird. So when I came, as soon as I left the house, we just seen that there was a big ash cloud, a white one, um, with a volcano. And then, then we just came to the graveyard. As soon as I seen the ocean, I just, I've never seen the ocean like that in my life. Um, the wave was already started to come on the road. And um, I seen just more and more of the oceans um, ready to come in. So I, I was a bit scared to pick up my wife. So I went down close to Vakalai and I went to scream for her. And then I had um, no response.
really nobody knew that there was a wave coming. Um, so, you know, in every household that was on the road, like we just shouted out, tsunami, tsunami, you know, get to higher ground. We just thank God that like, you know, he led us. I mean, you know, even though the siren didn't work, but you know, sent us as a siren for our village, you know, to inform um, people on the road. They were even just um, standing in the, in the corner stores, just buying and, you know, and um, yeah, we thank God we're still here. Every aspect of this eruption will be analyzed. The explosion, the ash cloud, the shock wave. But one of the first things being studied is simply the timeline. The evidence is suggesting now that the system was priming. Glenn Williams-Jones is a volcanologist with Simon Fraser University. He says right now his concern is for the people of Tonga, but that there is an importance to understanding what happened because it could happen again. Tonga volcano has a major eruption about every thousand years, but when it happens, it doesn't just happen once. There's a very good chance that we will have renewed eruptions, maybe not of the same size, the same scale, but uh, this could certainly go on for, for quite a few years. Now, figuring out the sequence of events is going to be important, starting with when the volcano started popping out of the water again. In December of 2014, it created an island between two islands. After several months, it stabilized enough that there were expeditions. Two French explorers who were sailing past the island on their worldwide voyage became NASA's eyes and ears, collecting some of the very first images and samples of the interior island. Now, if this volcano seems small, that's because only a fraction of it was visible. It was actually massive. The part that could be seen was just a small portion of the rim around the crater. It's, it's your iceberg. You know, the vast majority of this volcano is underwater. Now, last month, the volcano started puffing again, letting out pressure. It was being watched. This satellite image was just prior to the eruption and seems to show the middle part of the island had slipped back underwater. This disappearance is very interesting. Volcanologist John Sticks says there are theories as to what happened. It could be that the recent puffing was just pressure building and that led to the eruption. But the fact the island disappeared may mean something else. The puffing could have been the magma chamber letting out pressure until there wasn't enough to hold up the roof. It could have collapsed, leading to the island slipping underwater and then the eruption. So I think time will tell if, if this is the case or, or not, but I think it's definitely at least a possibility at, the, at this stage. Understanding what happened will take time. Satellites only tell a part of the picture. To see underwater and what's left will take ships and sonar equipment remapping the ocean floor. For now, getting close enough to do that is still too dangerous.